Well, it's that time of night where my ass is starving. Operation Fit into Camel Shorts is still in full effect. <laughs> Which means no snacking until morning. But that's not the, um, the purpose of this episode. I wanted to revisit the ice situation and 21 Savage briefly, though, because there's other things I want to discuss as well. Now, they had said that when they arrested him, apparently they wasn't just investigating him. They was um, looking into another rapper, Young Nudie. Um, there was an operation on him, and Young Nudie was supposed to be in another car driving alongside him. They said, actually, long story short, there was three cars involved in the arrest and that there was mad units on the scene, which makes sense now when you realize that they was actually doing an operation looking at one of them. So long story short, there was guns in the vehicle. The car that 21 Savage had a gun in it. Um, the other one had a rifle in it and all this other stuff. They said that, according to sources, they don't even know where ICE came in. Some say ICE was already on the scene, and some say ICE came in later. But regardless of whatever, ICE eventually got involved and then got custody of 21 Savage. Now, it's my belief that I don't even know that ICE might have even been there right away. That's my personal opinion, right? It's my belief, though, that um, what happens when anybody's sitting in that hot seat that's why sometimes you got to know your friends. First of all, 21 Savage already saying that's not my gun, the Glock that was in the, um, in the uh, glove box. But I don't know about Georgia law, but I know in New York State law, if there's a gun in the car or you're possessing in the gun, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you, especially if you did accidentally borrow somebody's car or drive somebody's car and you didn't know or you just thought you was above the law because you was 21 and whoever and that y'all would just get a pass or whatever. You get caught with a gun, like, you, your life is over, <laughs> just about. They throwing your ass upstate, they locking you up, and they throwing away the key. So you got another one. Um, supposedly this, this young nudie guy and these other cars got rifles and stuff in them as well. So you taking everybody back. You got to start questioning the Negroes, right? You got to start figuring out whose gun is this. 21 already saying it's not his. They're going to press him. I don't know if he told whose gun it really is. And then you got um, situations where these other guys probably ain't even trying to be facing all these charges with rifles. Uh, supposedly these Negroes were reckless driving over sidewalks and doing whatever the fuck they want to do. This, this y'all pending uh, visa illegal running around here doing all of this too, by the way, right? <laughs> the one that whoever's rooting for them. I'm not saying, look, I'm not even a fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I don't have some hits that he done made that I, you know, nod my head to. But... There's some people that's probably just going to be saying it's a racist thing, it's a Trump thing, and all of that. But, you know, you, look, facts is facts at the end of the day. I think what happened is that these ninjas that he was running around with, similar to OJ and anybody who ever get the, the, that light shine on them and they in that hot seat, you start talking because you want to, um, I guess, I don't want to say, yeah, cop, cop a police. So you could, you know, either get less time or do whatever the hell you got to do. And they know that he just did the video, his friends, the, the Negroes he running around with, like Young Nudie, he's supposed to be like a, another person that's supposed to be uh, in the um, industry as well, he's a rapper, so you don't think they talk about what they're going to do, what their next video is going to be about, or oh, I just wrote this song about ice, now if this is my friend, and we both rap or do similar stuff and styles, and we talk to each other, you don't think that I know that your motivation to not probably talking about ice is your frustrations in the fact that you probably can't become a citizen, or because this has to do with the fact that I already know you're a UK boy, you understand what I'm saying, it's a good 
there's a good possibility that somebody over there has said something. Maybe Ice didn't see his video and say, well, let's go target him. Because if the operation, I do find the suspect that all them, 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 them units was there. But then if that, the, the operation was them um, already looking, after, looking at somebody, then, yeah, that makes sense that you got caught up in the shit. But now where do ICE come in for them to find out about you? Well, in my opinion, it's quite possible that one of these Negroes done said, well, this nigga ain't even a citizen. <laughs> He's from the U.K. Then if I would have just passed it on and looked into it and maybe they just would have came in, maybe not. Who knows? You know, maybe the operation wasn't just on him alone. So I wanted to also say for the ones that's just thinking like this is a Trump thing, because as you can see, like the heat is the fire turned up on um, these sweeps like it's a sweep. It's pretty much what they doing. And I was talking to my mother about it. I think like when it first happened, because my mom said the same thing. Once Trump started talking all that stuff, and people got scared. Because he was talking all that stuff during the election. They didn't know if he was serious or not. But once Trump got elected and started really doing stuff and signing stuff. and holding, Remember, he was signing all those bills and holding them up. Every time he signed something, he held it up like a little kid that was proud of his, you know, <laughs> drawing or something. That's when people got scared because they started to realize that stuff was real. And um, like I said, people stopped showing up at certain places of employment. And my mom, because I was saying, this is crazy. Like, why would he do this? And my mother said, oh, no, this has happened before. And I said, really? She's like, yeah, in the 80s. She's like, here in New York. Um, I can't remember which administration it was, but um, sometimes things is, is hot. Like, right now it's hot. And then sometimes things get cool for a minute. Like, my mom was telling me, and she's like, and, and in those days, you had no warning. So you see how Trump actually gave people a warning? In those days, you didn't have a warning. It's just that these people would come quietly to your jobs. They would go through HR. They would go through files. They would fact check and double check stuff. And then they would ask them, where are these people right now on the floor? And then they run down on you while you work and tap you on the shoulder and take your ass in. So one day, my mom and her department, there was a lady there who was going to be taken out. But they was coming through and they got a call from another department that um, they were coming. And if anybody there, you know, just to give, give us a heads up that they was doing a sweep. This lady that my mother worked with for so many years literally left everything behind. She left her coat behind. She left her purse behind and she ran out. It was freezing cold winter in New York. And my mother took her coat and her purse and kind of like stuffed it like under her desk. But now she's like, well, what am I going to do now? You know what I'm saying? Because I got her purse and I got a coat and she just left. Like she's concerned about it because she didn't know where she went and it's freezing cold outside. And the lady managed to make it to a payphone and um, told her that she would meet her at the time that they normally got off, you know, at a certain location. And my mother returned to her coat and her purse. And she said she never saw that woman again after that so that's when I understood it to be that it does happen it's just like it's just certain times I guess certain administrations and certain people that just take it seriously now the other thing is like Miguel has recently spoke out and said that it races it starts to I wouldn't say it's exposing ICE because ICE is doing their job that's my personal opinion but they're saying as far as like the issues of like how long it takes the only thing that I could say about how long it takes because people can, and I can understand the frustration with that, especially if you've been waiting a long time. That's why I told you people go through really extreme measures of doing other things as far as even forget waiting for love. You know what I'm saying? Don't shoot. Let's make this a business deal. I'll pay you half now. We get married. And then after we do these things and things go through, I'll pay you another whatever. If we have a kid, I'll give you double. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or whatever they have to do. But I just feel like 
depending and, and how long it's taking, I feel like it only got harder to get citizenship based on all the scams and tricks that people have done in the past. That's just my personal opinion. You know how people say like, you know, it's, um, you know, people spoil it for the for the bunch. You know, you're spoiling it for the others. A lot of people have spoiled it that it's not as easy anymore. Because as I mentioned before, it used to be a time where you had to just show that you had a child that was born under the flag. That's all. But that doesn't mean anything anymore. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything anymore sometimes that you just married somebody. Now you got to be stuck to, to whether you, you better hope you love the person because now you got to sometimes it's not even two or five years. I, I don't even know what the length of time is now. And then you got people just sitting here pending. But the truth of the matter is as mad people, for good reasons, you want a citizenship. You know what I'm saying? You're probably escaping something else. You want a better life or whatever. But there's a lot of people that, uh, come on, the black market makes crazy money helping people come here with false documents. You understand what I'm saying? It's a lot of money in that. Just to help people come over or assume other identities or, you know what I'm saying, even dead people's identities that they ain't even filed that, you know, like, it's, it's a lot of that. So just because a lot of people's paperwork is in order as they filed and they wait in doesn't necessarily mean that the shit is bad. And I can only imagine how much people's on the list. I don't know how many people you got to fact check and double check. So look at 21 Savage running through this country. Just like, I guess you could say like any crazy teenager these days or 20-something-year-old who listens to his music or who's like into that kind of stuff. I have drugs, drunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, probably with a pistol to a Glock in the car. And this who the hell y'all talking about, you know what I'm saying, is, 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 is to give him another chance. He ain't, he not here doing right. And then you wonder why the hell his paperwork ain't in order because he is, his priorities is not in order. His priorities are a disarray, okay, obviously. I mean, yeah, you want to be young, you're successful and all of that, but you're, you're not really, you're not thinking realistically. And that's all that I want to say about that. So in my opinion, <clears throat> ICE is doing their job. You know who's not doing their job? The FBI. The only reason I say that is because I just recently found out the FBI got the audacity to really have the nerve to go try to entertain this little Jesse Smollett nonsense. First of all, one thing I'm going to say about the FBI, they are a strange people. They are strange people because of the things that they choose to investigate and the things that they choose not to investigate. Oh, I love when they come in and investigate a murder. That's when it gets fun and interesting. I'm not talking about that. But to come and investigate this makeshift letter is such a waste of time and such a waste of our resources as a people. We don't want nobody. Who cares? Like, he's fine. He has more security than the average person. We don't need to figure out who sent Jesse this letter. On top of that, I'm, I can't remember, but I think when I was looking at the letter that looked like a little child wrote it, like the envelope, I don't remember seeing a stamp in the corner. I remember seeing, I'm trying to pull it up now. I remember seeing, yeah, I just took a look at it. There was two stamps on there, and there's a stamp um, post thing from the post office. So whatever. I mean, my point is it's just a waste of resources. I don't know what they do over there at the FBI. I myself have personally, you can call your local FBI at any time you want. If you, like they say, if you see something, say something. The FBI is, in my impression, they're very nice people. They will talk to you. And they will pick up the phone if you call. And I'm not talking about for drug dealers and shit like that. I'm talking about for real shit. Like, I thought it might have been terrorism. Certainly illegal stuff that I knew was happening at hospitals as far as illegal billing, especially um, racketeering as far as the, uh, the hiding of things or whatever. They don't give a fuck. 
for some reason, they seem to know where all the trouble already is, or they know exactly what the certain things that they want to focus on. And even if it's a terrorist thing, believe it or not, they seem to already feel like they already know. So your things, they'll listen to everything and they'll dispel every reason that you have for thinking what you have with logical explanations and all, man, child, I ain't never got the Xperia move on shit. But y'all got the FBI to fucking come through to look at Jesse Smollett, little bullshit ass um, arts and craft uh, threat note. Like, come on, man. Like, that's just a waste of resources and public time. That's who's not doing their damn job, damn FBI. Not when they're going to go uh, entertain this um, nonsense from Jesse. I don't want to hear any more about it. You know, like, enough already. Also, his face get on my damn nerves. Don't you see every picture they use for him? He always got that damn look on his face. Like, he's just serving mad face. Like, he's serving too much face in his pictures. Like, it, it's hard for me to feel empathetic for such a pretty face. Like, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with you. I ain't going for this shit no more. I wanted to talk to you all real quick about something, a drug, a new drug called Oralissa. It's for women who suffer from endometriosis, uh, which is a very painful condition, I believe they say, when the tissues that grow inside the uterus grow outside the uterus. It causes a lot of abdominal pain um, during sex, periods, and things of that nature. Now, I myself am not familiar with the treatments that women normally use for it because I don't suffer from endometriosis, but Oralissa is a new drug that I wanted to guess warn women about if they are thinking about using it if they do suffer from endometriosis or know a woman that does because while the commercials for these big pharma um, pills and medications coming out always look like you know your best quality of life or you can have a better quality of life if you take this drug it'll enhance your quality of life as far as not being able to suffer from whatever condition it is that it is promoting you to get relief from so the first thing they're selling you is you'll have a normal life. You won't have to deal with all this abdominal discomfort and all these things that you normally go through, which is great. And then they start listing the side effects. And I wanted to talk about the three side effects that stood out to me that um, could completely go over your head, except for the fact that I was always, I always listen for the side effects because the side effects always seem to me to be what it truly does. Whatever it claims to do in reality which is, I claim, it, it, I'm making the claim as Big Pharma, the company, the devil, the liar, that once you take this pill and you consume it, it is going to enhance your quality of life and make it better. Meanwhile, all the side effects that are attached to this pill literally deteriorate, deteriorate your quality of life, um, period. So one of these side effects is that it may cause you to have suicidal thoughts or it will cause you to have suicidal thoughts. Another side effect is that it will cause you or may cause you, they always say may, but to actually commit suicidal acts on yourself, okay? Listen, go pull up the call, pull up the commercial on YouTube. Don't wait for it to come on TV. Pull up, find you the full commercial, listen to the side effects. And then something else it was talking about was bone loss, which is something that keeps coming up in a lot of these new big pharma commercials especially for this new Truvada pill, which is extremely new. I always tell said people stop running for these extreme new pills, but I believe the Truvada pill said the same thing about the side effect being um, thoughts of suicide. I really haven't really started hearing thoughts of suicide 
And then for Oralissa, acts of suicide that you commit on yourself, you'll want to commit them on yourself. Never heard those two. Uh, that I can remember in any side effect commercial uh, or, you know, big farmer pharmaceutical drug advertisement commercial in the past. So my mouth just dropped and I'm like, uh, your doctor's going to give you side effects. They're going to tell you, you know, don't, I don't know that they're going to tell you all of that. They're just going to push it on you. Doctor's job is to push medication on people. I know my client has endometriosis. I'm going to tell you about this new drug. I'm probably going to just give you a physical to make sure that you know, whatever drugs, other drugs or medications you're taking, you know, pretty much that is safe to add it to your list of big pharma pills you're already taking. And then later on, when this person commits suicide, come on, man. You, so now I just know because Truvada already got issues. They already, um, I already seen low key commercials. They don't want y'all to know too much about it, but I already seen shit about Truvada already going bad. Truvada's talking about it's going to give you bone uh, loss and it's going to probably cause you to be able to fracture easily. And then half the other nasty things that go with it. But the main things that I didn't like was stuff like you're going to take a pill that's supposed to help you get better, improve your quality of life. That at the same time, there are times when you're taking this pill, which could be often or all the time, you know what I'm saying, where you're going to want to potentially form acts of suicide or potential harmful acts of um, suicide on yourself or sit there and just think suicidal thoughts yourself all because you took a damn pill. So if you're suffering from endometriosis, you've been thinking about taking this, but I just say, do your homework. Can't tell nobody what to do. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you can definitely raise awareness. And that's what I just did. Cross that off my list. R. Kelly. <clears throat> I want to talk about R. Kelly briefly because everybody is upset. Now, um, one of the girl's fathers have been talking lately saying that they're upset because he is able to work overseas they're upset that overseas that they're allowing him to sing his songs and do things of that nature um he still need a check <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the man still gotta work he still gotta get his money you know what i'm saying like this is what i be trying to tell people about lay down and die whether good bad or wrong whether he's right or wrong whether he did it or not does he still not have to support himself what is he supposed to do go live in a shelter now and not try to make any money anywhere Thank God it's other nations that he can go try to perform at to have some kind of income coming in. But shit, he still got things he got to do. Supposedly he owes all that money on that studio too. And they said he asked the judge to get, to get back in. But supposedly he owes like 166000 The point is you need money coming in, you know, like at all times. So how, how you going to shame people? Did they really think that they was going to shut the whole world down for R. Kelly? That's what, that's, I guess that's what I'm basically saying. Like, nobody want to hear that shit. This how the man make money. This what he going to do. He either going to be writing new songs or he going to be singing old songs that's already hits to people that are fans that's going to come and pay to support him and to support the brand so he could keep generating his What the fuck is he supposed to do? Sit his ass down and not do shit? I mean, really, though. I mean, I get the frustrations, but at the end of the day, he, if he's not in this country, don't worry about it. He shouldn't be performing anywhere in the world. You, you ain't never going to get an R. Kelly song to just stop playing in the whole history of mankind. You're just doing way too much. We still listen to Elvis songs sometimes. We're still listening. Damn it. They just played Why Do Fools Fall In Love the other day. So Frankie Lyman's ass was singing Why Do Fools Fall In Love. This just You just can't kill song. You can't kill shit. We still listening to Whitney. I still hear Michael. He sounds, when I hear Michael, I get chills. It's like he's very much alive. Like he always said you want to live through his music. You can't kill music. Sit your ornery ass down, you old fuck. Excuse my language, but seriously, sit your ass down. How about you turn off the damn computer and stop Googling R. Kelly and seeing where the hell he gonna work at? 
How about you just sit your ass down and understand y'all 15 minutes is just about up. Y'all done wasted enough motherfuckers' time. It started our year off with PTSD talking about all this shit. All this shit that y'all was willing to let happen. And these mothers that keep saying that their children are gone and don't want to come home, you all don't seem to understand. A lot of these mothers done handed off their children off to R. Kelly, and they just probably can't get no more money out of R. Kelly no more, or they can't get no more money out their children, and started starting to slander him and probably try to blackmail him. It didn't work. So they all got in cahoots and got together. That's a possibility as well. Don't think that's so far-fetched, because when you're looking at Ike and Tina, and you see the movie... um, um, what's love got to do with it? Isn't that the name of the movie? You don't remember when um he had to go talk to Tina Mother, and Tina Mother was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, she gonna be this girl gonna be a nurse, and she gonna stay, she gonna bring home a good paycheck, and she gonna help out this family, and then uh she he said um, um, something about she said your car. He said something about, oh, yeah, before I leave, though, I think my boys done stepped on some of your roses or your flowers or your grass on the way in or something like that. This should cover it. And he pulled out all this damn money because Tina mother was about money. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't the type of person, like, she didn't care about the kids. But at the end of the day, as a single black woman, she was about, well, I need to make sure these bills get paid. Ain't no, don't be bringing up no babies in this damn house. It's going to take money out this motherfucking house. Tina going to be a damn nurse. She's going to bring a check up in this house. And she ain't going to got no time to be singing in no damn band. Getting, you know, you, you taking money out of my house. He put all this motherfucking money in his her hand that was worth more than some bullshit-ass pot of flowers outside. And when Tina mother looked out the damn window, not one flower or a patch of grass had been displaced. He was just talking shit. That was his way of just warming her up. So now the next time he called her and he said, can Tina come out and perform? And we want you to come too. She said, fine, come on. I'll, I'll come down and I'll come with Tina. Then he, Tina started singing. What'd she say? Why you got her sound like that? She said, remember, this was um, Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis was her mother. She said, why you got her sound like that? You got her sound like a man. She sound like a man. He said, uh, Mom, he's like, uh, you, you want something to drink? That's all Ike ever did was buy the fuck out of Tina's mother. If you watch the movie, you'll see it. It's just like when Tina tried to leave the first time. She called her mother. She said, Mom, I'm coming with the boys. Don't tell Ike that you heard from me. And what happened? She said, oh, Ike bought me a house. She said, what? Ike bought you a house? She had no idea Ike bought a house. And guess what? Tina got on the damn bus. Y'all know what happened. They took a pit stop. She got off the bus to get the, get the boys to the bathroom. She got on the bus. Ike had detoured the fucking bus, took the kids off the bus, slapped her in the head like 15 times to call the stupid and told her he, she was kidnapping the fucking kids. How he found out? Because her mother, who was damn near paid off, was Ike's slave. She would do whatever the fuck. She would go against her own damn daughter just because Ike was paying shit. So my whole point is, no, Tina was not underage, okay? She was of age when she went working for Ike. But two, even though the mother might have sensed that this girl should be going this way and going to school, she seen it as an opportunity for some extra money. And all the while, while Tina was sitting there being in stardom and maybe a bad relationship after a while, this bitch... Ike buying me a house. <laughs> it's my understanding, I feel, that some of these parents got cut out. They're not maybe as taken care of as they was after a while. Maybe they was getting through their children before manipulating them because ain't no way. Like, there was a letter that was written, or some girl said that they, that I don't know, supposedly the FBI one time was trying to get involved. Like I said, the FBI gets involved with all the stupid shit. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. 
concerned. Unless they get unless they get involved in the murder, I don't know what the hell they be doing with these celebrity stuff. Talking about they was investigating it because if he was traveling or transporting minors from state lines without permission, then they can investigate that and say that it's illegal. But at the same time, R. Kelly had a note. Now, I can tell you if that note is real from a mother, from that girl's mother saying, yes, I give permission. But supposedly the assistant had asked that she uh, write a letter or something. But whether the note is real or not, whether it was written before the date of the flight or after the date of the flight, it does show that there was a time, in my opinion, I think it's somewhat real, that, you know, mothers were allowing their underage children to just travel by themselves or with other adults that they don't know like that to visit R. Kelly. So I just really don't want to hear about that. Right? The other thing I want to talk about is, um, uh, you know what? That's it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. No, I did want to talk about um, Miguel making his statement about um, this situation saying that it's just bringing light to the issue. But I'm like, the issue is just that a lot of people want to come here and it's just the applications aren't moving as fast. But the other issue is I wish that a lot of people would understand that. Yes, there are some people who are waiting a long time that shouldn't be waiting as long, but you should understand that after all the scams and tricks that people done pulled, it's only going to make it harder from here on out. Why should it be easy? Second of all, you're allowing people... Or you're trying to screen people to see, can they come here? Are they um, safe enough, clean enough? It, you know, this this is a big decision. This ain't something that you just want to make everybody permanent, you know what I'm saying, and you don't know who they are or what they're capable of. The truth of the matter is, it's been mad um, people who have been here illegally and done illegal things and got caught through the illegal activities that they've done. That's the only way that they found out that they were um, illegally here and got deported back. So a lot of them isn't doing right. That doesn't mean if you're American, you do right, but at least you're doing wrong in your own damn country where you belong at. You don't want people coming in doing things. And I'm not saying everybody coming in is going to do that, but at the same time, that's a big, that's a big deal. I remember when I went overseas with my mom, we did a like a six country tour. It was like almost two months in Europe. And we did um, like this travel tour bus thing where it was a group of us from all around the world. And so they always kept stressing to keep your passport on you. Even when you're traveling overseas, especially if you're going in and out different countries as you're traveling on your trips, you must keep your documentation on deck. And you're not even, some countries you don't need a visa. You know what I'm saying? Like when we flew to Gatwood, you just stamped it. You didn't need a visa to go up in there. You know, some, some, some places it was just what it was. You just, got, you just came in and you just went through. But I know one thing, certain, as soon as you cross the border, the military checkpoint was at every motherfucking line in every country. And they kept saying, pull out your passport, your birth certificates. You basically pull out your shit that say who the fuck you are, where you come from, and shows that you were stamped to even be here. Because if you don't have it, they got all rights to pull your ass the fuck off that bus. And they can't nothing, Cosmos, tour bus company, that's who we was with, can do about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. What are you going to go say, oh, it was racist because it was me and my mother, we were black? And no, motherfucker, where was your papers at? You can't say nothing. So that's the thing that people need to um, consider when they're looking at it that way and just trying to figure out. I don't think anybody's trying to be mean about it, but into the ones that, like, for instance, as soon as this decree came down, it's a lot of people that started getting on their family members like, see, see, Trump is in power. I told you a day like this might come because, like I said, it gets cool. After a while, it's okay to be running around. You don't need 
um, documentation to say that you're a legal citizen. <laughs> um, legal citizen. I didn't say an ID that says your age. A legal citizen to get a drink or buy alcohol. Maybe a documentation or ID. But you know what I'm saying? You don't need that. If you, If people needed to prove every single time their citizenship, I mean, for every single thing that they could do in America, people would have got their paperwork done a long time ago, but they were scared. They're just getting by, seething by, you know what I'm saying? Just, just making it. And after a while, you get comfortable. Everybody knows that. And you just don't do what you're supposed to do. And that's all I wanted to say about that. See, I'm not concerned about 21 Savage and his damn problems. UK is a nice place. You know what I'm saying? And if he gets to stay, I guess he can stay, but the boy ain't doing no good here. He over there turning the youth crazy. <laughs> Nigga driving with Glocks in the car, he don't know. He not, he not, he, listen, you know you ain't really hood. Y'all be bugging. Anybody who claim they from the hood, half of these celebrities that claim to be hood ain't even hood like that. They never was even about that life. You could tell by the way they be moving. I don't know nobody that's from the hood. Not even if all the money you got that's just still riding around with just guns in the car. I know people that still check the car for little pieces of marijuana bud before they get in and out. The car. I know people that still ask people before they get in their car, is this shit insured, motherfucker, stolen or what? You people still jumping in cars and don't know if the shit got insurance on it, if it's stolen or hot. You stupid, especially if you know what your peoples is into. Some of you better be asking people, like, nigga, where you got this car? Oh, no, I know some crazy people. <laughs> Let alone know, because God forbid you get pulled over. You know how many people been in cars with people? You ain't have nothing on you. No, I'm telling you, you can't be riding in the car with anybody. And I'm sure, you know, this nigga done learned his shit the hard way, too. I'm talking about 21 Savage, because people will sit there and start stuffing any drugs and shit all in the fucking cushions of the car. Then you got them thirsty-ass Ds that be running down. They digging in every fucking thing. These niggas will rip apart your damn console trying to just fucking look for some shit. They find a grain of shit. Somebody better fucking take the job. Ain't nobody taking it. Everybody's like, it's not mine. Everybody get the motherfucking job. You better shit. I'm telling you, I feel like somebody pretty much snitched on Savage. Like, listen, I need to get up out of this shit. This nigga is a UK boy. You don't believe me? He did a whole video about it. Look. Pass me my phone. I, I, I got it. I got it bookmarked on the YouTube. I don't know. It's possible and it's not. Okay. I'll see y'all next time here on Chapo's Culture.